Perfect. Okay. And we're live. We're live. Yep. I hate to I hate to blow your steam away, uh-huh. Jonah, but that mic placement's terrible on you. Yeah, I know. You're gonna have, to fix it. You have the blue. It's not like a like a live mic. You gotta speak into the side of it. Like oh, really? I yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, the pickup pattern's kind of just like a little bubble like right. this. Well, <laughs> let me just angle this bad boy. It's a weird, like... These fun. these mic stands are finicky. Yeah. You just, like, there's just like a million knobs. They feel, they feel like they're always about to snap. Yeah. But they're, you know what? It's I was fucking with it to get this thing attached to the table, and mm-hmm. it's actually, like, pretty solid once yeah. you get these things on there. Yeah. He says as the mic swings by his face. Yeah. One time I when I was about eight or nine, me and my friend went swimming at the local rec center. Yeah. And he was tying a shoe after we were finished changing out of our swim clothes after the swim. And there was an old Asian man who was getting changed and he was completely naked and he swung around and his big old flopping penis hit my friend in the face. Because he was like down on his knees tying his shoe, and it just—I remember—it just made a very slight like noise. Oh my god! <laughs> and he was mortified. And I remember the guy just like said something kind of sternly in Japanese or something. Oh, it was a Japanese man, an Asian man of some sort—I don't recall. So an Asian man had a long enough wang to give him a solid smack. As yeah. he, not only did it give him a solid smack, but this man was just out of the pool. Yeah. So he was a well-hung Asian to be just out of the pool. And, like, it, the smack you made on your cheek sounded like... Not my cheek. Let us be clear. That was... A <laughs> <laughs> was not your cheek. cheek. <laughs> the story isn't about you. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that just... A lot of things have to go right for that to... Uh, you know, for that to occur. Yeah. The way it's kinda, it did. It was kind of like... You just get a couple of those moments in your life where, like... You're just grateful that they happen. They're like, they're one of eight moments. I just experienced it where like, this is impossible. Like another scenario, very similar. I was at like some sort of art gallery or like museum. And there was this big area that was full of just Jenga blocks. And people would play like, it wasn't like huge Jenga, but it was bigger than normal Jenga. And this was a tall ass tower that someone had made. And like, they just left before someone had toppled the tower and there was a single block that was holding the entire rest of it. It was like about halfway up. And I took my hand and I karate chopped the block in the middle and the entire tower came down and it stayed up. Like the top half. The top half shifted down and it completely stayed up. Like none of the others fell. And I was like, this is, this might be the best moment of my life. (laughs) Like I don't think I'll ever succeed at something this hard. I had a Jenga moment like that as well. There was one, like escape. There was this escape room back in Edmonton that had Jenga and in, uh, like in the front entry while you were waiting to do the room. Mm-hmm. And I was killing it in Jenga. It was it was only cool because I was like in front of a room full of strangers pulling these like crazy right Jenga, t- you know, tiles that like you know when people applaud and are impressed by something yeah pretty monotonous like that yeah it still feels good. One time, it's the only time I've ever pulled this off, but I was in Vietnam at some okay. sort of dance club, and I did the uh, the dance move where you, I didn't do a full splits, but I got really down low, and my legs were quite wide, 
and then through pure force of pushing my legs back up i made it look i like grabbed an invisible string at my chest and pulled and like my entire body went back up in a very elegant way whoa to like the cue of the music as well <laughs> and like standing ovation from it was like a dance circle and i was in the middle oh, shit. and pe- like people were coming up to me after like dude you're the best dancer i've ever seen in my life <laughs> <laughs> one move has defined yeah. you that's incredible it was great wow i felt really good yeah I, I i mean as someone who is not a talented dancer at all i that's an impressive moment for i me think that i don't I think the reason, the thing that sets me aside from the layman when it comes to right. dancing yeah. is uh, just A, pure confidence, and uh, B, lots of guys when they dance, they're like very obviously looking to like court someone or they, they don't want to get out of their comfort zone and like really break it down, but I'm very comfortable with like looking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I think once you get past that barrier, it you just, it's uh, something you don't see normally. We're uh, we're having some technical difficulties. <laughs> Jonah's Jonah's so mic is floating. Mic. All right, I'm just gonna leave it like this. Um, Jonah, I leave on Monday. I know, Caden. I'm gonna miss you. This is our last episode together for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'll gonna be, have to. I'm going on an eat, pray, love journey. Yeah. I'm gonna be a new man when I come back. I actually back. never saw that movie. I just know it's Julia Roberts. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, someone posted that on one of my instagram photos on my trip you pray love eat pray love like eat pray love jonah she like with like a question mark and i'm like i don't actually know what that means i think i haven't seen it either i just want to be clear but i think it's just your classic quote-unquote white girl journey where like you spiritually find yourself and you you cast aside the bullshit and you really look inwards and have a spiritual experience you know what wow you're away i'm gonna watch that movie Mm-hmm. And imagine Julia Roberts as you. Okay. And just we are very gonna, similar. Yeah, it's gonna feel like I too was I'm a like, prostitute at one point. Really? Julia Roberts wasn't Tell a prostitute, but it. she wasn't Pretty Woman. Right. She's at least I haven't seen that movie either. You haven't seen Pretty Woman? No. I've seen parts of it. I haven't actually seen it. I don't know how it ends. I saw the beginning, the middle, <laughs> and uh, you know what movie I've never finished? Huh. The Notebook. Oh. Shit. Yeah. It's a nice ending, actually. I've gotten pretty far. I don't spoil it. Okay. Because I, I do really... I, there was a point in my life where I was uncomfortable watching that movie alone because I was like, I'm not yeah. a girl. No, it's actually... Yeah, I, I hear you because like, it's the classic girl movie that they yeah. all love. It's actually... The ending, it's extremely touching. It's about as touching as it gets. Damn. That's why all the girls... It's, there's a reason why every girl loves this movie. It, yeah. You cannot watch that movie and not feel something. It's right. real like you're dead if you're not feeling something after yeah. watching the notebook for the first time. It's really I mean, it makes sense. They really killed it for the you know, hitting all their marks towards the female population of what they want in a romantic movie. Yeah. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams. Dude, I would fuck him. Great cast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to say I did I would. Yeah. That's what I've realized over the years is like, I'm not a gay man, but I am okay enough with having gay sex if it's a good enough story. Like, I always think to have sex with Obama, I was like, I would for sure let Obama, like, ruin me. Okay, so I just, um, I slept with this girl this other night. (laughs) Nice. And she brought up, uh, this thing that... 
apparently you stick into the head of your dick. Okay. And do something to it, and it's supposed to give you better orgasms. It's like a stick that you stick mm. down the shaft of your penis. Yeah, it sounds like a trap. Yeah, it sound. And she was like, she was at like honestly inquiring, like if I'd be into something like that. And I was like, you're. I am more likely to have do, sex with a man. Well, yeah, I just do like anal stuff with like my butthole, mm-hmm. then stick anything down. Yeah, my no, it's too I'm much. I'm so for me. far away from that. I'm pretty far like. I don't think I'd ever do pegging. I'd probably get pegged before shoving something down my cock. For sure. That's like a, an easier hole to fill, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Stephen, I don't even want to picture that. It's so gut-wrenching. Yeah. Have you ever uh, gotten STD tested where they stick a Q-tip down there? No. It's, I have. It's not pleasant. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it's a tinier Q-tip. Than one you'd stick good. in your ear. Definitely good. Yeah, but it, man, it's like. It just seems like that's A, you've probably never had anything in there before. So it's a completely new yeah. experience. Yeah, exactly. B, it's such a such a sensitive part of your body where, like, it's so fragile, I feel. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest, they stick it deeper than you think they're going to. Ugh. Yeah. One time I uh, I had a doctor shove fingers up my butthole. Right. And I, <laughs> he probably. <laughs> He probably only got like first knuckle in, right. maybe like halfway to the second knuckle, but it felt like his entire wrist was in my butthole. Wow. It just, you know how your mouth just feels bigger than like the rest of your body just because there's so many like touch receptors. You know what I mean? Like just run your, run your tongue across your teeth and your teeth feel enormous, but then you touch your teeth and they're not big at all. You know what I mean? You think your tongue has a tough time telling how big something is? No, I just think that there's a there's more like touch receptors on your tongue than on your fingers. And so that part of your body feels larger. I read an article about this one time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and it, I would agree. Like if you touch your arm, mm-hmm. that feels like, oh, it's my arm. But if you touch your mouth. If I lick my arm. My now we're now we're just small. now we're just licking our own mouths. <laughs> Great podcast. <laughs> but I was going somewhere with this. Fuck. Oh yeah, what I'm trying to say is your butthole feels way bigger. Oh, yeah. Or way deeper <laughs> rather. Where I was like, wow, I did not realize you could even go that deep with my butthole. Wow. I felt And that's just like a knuckle deep finger. Yeah. Well I didn't ask how far he went, but it surely wasn't wasn't far. Do you have gay friends? Yeah. Do you ever talk to them about that stuff uh yeah sometimes but i've never like really gotten to the minutia of like butthole feeling yeah we should just have a gay guy on the pod that'd be cool the like scoop. a really sexually um open. either active or open yeah, guy both right yeah i wonder if i have any really open i know a gay dude but we're more acquaintances not friends yeah i don't think i i mean none here mm. it'd be cool my friend tony back home would be sick right. to, yeah he's a pretty uh He's just a chill dude. Yeah. He's, he's pretty hilarious. He rips on a lot of people. Makes He's very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying a gay man's dramatic? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I think um, the idea of being gay is so funny to me because it's like there's usually like a give and take, a yes and no to like every relationship. And usually in like a heterosexual one, it's the guys being like, come on, let's do this. And the girl's the one that's usually reining it in. At least initially. Would you agree? 
What do you mean the girl's reining it in? Like the guy's like, let's do this all the time in this dumpster oh, anywhere. You mean like, fuck. Yeah. Depends on the girl. I mean, okay. initial. Okay, initially, we're like just in the sense that like it's honestly just after the first time. Like there was like one girl in particular for me. It's this girl is an ex- extremely aggressive in bed, but I just had to make the first move, break that physical barrier, and mm-hmm. like just you know like. You know, uh, word was on the tip of my tongue, but basically, just like once we had sex for the first time, then she was like really aggressive towards me. Right. And like, why wasn't she like that on the first date? She's obviously like, you know, this is far more like she behaves like this clearly. Yeah. But yeah, it's like you just have to get through that first time with a lot of girls. Yeah. The point I was trying to bring up is right. with guys, there's no one saying no. And it's all just like, let's fuck right now. And the other guy's like, I was thinking the same thing. Right. So, like, yeah. the, the double yes yeah, is hilarious. Right. The double yes, for sure. Like, oh, what was that? It's called squirt.org. Okay. It's a gay hookup site. Sounds like porn. It's hilarious. It's like squirt.org? Yeah, because it's a nonprofit. But, like, <laughs> it's, <non-profit. laughs> it's like, if you go on this website, first of all, it's hilarious the pictures they use. It's like terrifying black men. Like, super. Oh like, they look like meth heads, some of the pictures. I just remember this one guy, and he looked terrifying. Anyways, but, like, they have, uh, they have like, advice on, like, how to safely meet. It's actually a really good resource for people, but, like, what is it called? Drifting or squatting? There's a term where you just meet up anonymously with other gay dudes in public places, and you have sex, like, on the spot. No words exchanged. And they're like... A, you should look up the laws regarding public sex in your area. You should look up the laws regarding homosexuality. And then they're like, you have the right to a lawyer, all this different shit. Like, <laughs> Whoa. It's, it's Yeah, it was really it's an informative uh, website. And I'm happy that it's a resource that's out there, squirt.org. But it was just it was so indicative of like the idea that, like, oh, dudes are just super horny mm-hmm. and they'll fuck anything. And here's how you do it. Okay, but... I think when you're in a relationship, I think, I mean, not to say my dick doesn't get sore if you have sex too much, but, like, I imagine as gay people, like, there's a bottom and a top, right? In a lot of them. Yes. They're usually, like, if they're two bottoms, you're not, they're not going to date or get along. I mean, they'll get along, sure, but, like, not as romantically. Right. Um, So I imagine, even if you're, like, really horny, like, how much can your asshole take? Mm. I have no idea the answer to these questions. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You probably adapt. Also, if it's like gaping enough, adapt a bit, yeah. if it's gaping enough, you um, you can handle it a lot better. I feel. Yeah, I've heard of like poppers that like just relaxes everything. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah, it's like a weird drug or something. Interesting. Done it, no. But it's popular in gay. Sometimes, because um, my asshole is pretty tight usually, but sometimes when I'm done, just done pooping. Um, normally it'll just close right up, but sometimes either there's still some poop in there and my butthole's still open and it's like, we're still waiting for this last guy to come out, but he's like too far back in the chamber for me to wait that long. So what I'll do is I'll just wipe my open asshole. And then I'm like, at first I'm like, ew, gross. But then I'm like, think of how clean this is going to be though. Like not only will the outside of my asshole be clean, but like the initial inside area will also be clean. Well, in Japan, they don't even use toilet paper. No, no. 
K-Japan they do, but in not in uh, Vietnam. There's no right, yeah, there. just uh, bum guns. Yeah, bum guns, yeah. Bum guns Which at for... first I was like, ew, nasty, but now I'm like, those are dope. Yeah, uh, well, in Japan, this is what I was going to say, in Japan they all have really fancy bidets in every single hostel. Mm-hmm. Like, they want you to use that, um, but there is toilet paper as well. I was, there's a bidet in a Japanese place in this neighborhood. And I was just confused on how it works. And I just saw this little, I pressed the button, but I wasn't on the toilet. And I just saw this little rod come out. And then it just sprayed water. And I was like, oh, this entire bathroom is uh, fucking soaked. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they have these, like in Japan especially, um, the toilet's in the middle of the room. The shower and the toilet are in the same room. There is no barrier in between. Right, yeah. That's almost better though. Like I like that. You do? It, everything gets wet. It's like a must be a pain in the ass to clean it. Yeah, but that's why you have a drain just on the floor. Yeah. Or the floor slightly angled to like the bottom right corner. I gotta say, I just wasn't a fan overall. Definitely for the sake of like having a speaker in there or something or like holding up your towel. Some of the places in Southeast Asia where it's like the towel rack is right next to the shower and your towel is just soaked at the end. It's like, right. what the hell? It's hard to you gotta like keep it outside. You have to have like a almost like a like a foot room, mm. you know, like a you a know, mud room in, of like sorts, like a mud room for the bathroom. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Transitionary. Yeah. But yeah, I like the freedom of movement in there when you just have hold the whole bathroom to walk around while you shower. It's kind of fun. I'm not saying I don't like it, but I have a preference. Okay. And it's what I'm used to. Did you ever use any of the squatty potties? Like in Vietnam, yeah, where yeah. like there is no sea at all. It's just a porcelain yeah. hole in the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. I was in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Yeah, I went. We just got lost on our bikes into this random town, and this uh, these people who fixed my buddy's bike because he got a flat tire in the middle of the night. They fixed the bike. We didn't want to keep driving, so we just got drunk with these people, and they put us up in this like giant house that wasn't ready to ho- uh, host mm-hmm. anyone to stay there. Uh, but they did anyways for very cheap and, and fed us dinner. How cheap? cheap? How cheap? Uh, basically like 60 whatever a night. And I think the ratio is, I think it's like 20 is a dollar. So 25 is a dollar, like yeah. Three dollars. Oh, yeah. so it was, damn, that is cheap. Right, yeah. Jeez. Each, right? Plus dinner. Plus dinner, which was like, I don't know. Actually dinner, yeah. The whole thing, the whole thing might have been 60. You know, and I think it was like ten a beer. And you know, it's hilarious. Ten bought a beer, or whatever it is. Ten thousand dong. dong. Ten dong a beer. Ten thousand. Ten thousand. That's what I mean. Yeah, ten thousand dong. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. You get half a million dong on one bill, and you're like, "This is five (laughs) dollars." Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. My buddy has a funny video of me. We're uh, sorry. Again, we're just at this random gas station because we're just like motorbiking through the hills. Right. Um, the dream. Do you, can yeah. you drive a motorbike, by the way? I can now. Nice. Yeah, I couldn't. I had no idea what I was doing before. I fucking, I almost fell quite a few times, mm-hmm. but never actually fell. My buddy crashed. Nice. I'm getting a couple different stories, conflicting here. But my buddy did crash, like coming around a corner. Another biker is coming around the corner. There's a million right angle turns with giant rock walls because you're on like a cliffside, yeah. so you can't see around these right angle turns because it's just rock. Another tourist on a bike is coming around this corner. He is going at it a little bit too fast. The tourist comes uh, comes around taking the corner too wide. So he has to take it wider. He 
he slips out on gravel and slides his bike, lays it down, and smashes his bike into this peg because we're on the edge of like a cliff. Yeah. And there isn't a guardrail. There's just these pegs about 15 feet from each other and a whole bunch of them along the side. Mm. Smashes his bike so hard in this peg, it knocks it loose from the ground. And these things are like metal and deep in the ground. Knocks it loose from the ground. If he didn't hit that peg, hopefully he wouldn't have gone over, but his bike would have gone over. He lost his bag. He would have. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how he would have gotten his bag over the cliff. It's, it would have just been... It's over. Yeah. He was shaken up his, and, like, scratched up and shit. And this was, like, day two of four. Also, are morning. you wearing, like, tank tops and shorts while you're riding? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I was wearing shin guards. Nobody else was wearing any equipment. No. I'd, when I was over there, I would. there was a point where I literally just started... You s- it's, like, the telltale, same bandages, same areas. Every time when I just walk up, it's, I'm like, motorbike accident? And they're like, yeah. Mm. It's, like... One in four people yeah. are they just covered. Helmets. They're covered in bandages. Yeah. Helmets, but that's it. Um, and I had gloves. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so this was day two. And then he rode with us and drank with us for like the rest of the trip. Cause we're just like, you have, it's like a loop and you have to make it. Yeah. I mean, you could have got a ride back to the thing, but he, he was okay. And then when we did get back to Hagong, you're talking the about end, the guy that put you up. No, the guy that tripped. Okay. The guy that fell off his bike and broke his... Uh, he ended up breaking his shoulder. Wait, so shoulder. this is different than your friend that you were riding with? This is the guy that was... The other guy that was coming around the corner. No. The other guy that came around the corner just drove away. Didn't even notice my oh. buddy fell. Yeah. I was right behind him. So who's so who's the third person in this scenario then? I'm behind my buddy. I see my buddy fall. There's a random tourist coming around the corner. Oh. And then he just kept driving. Okay. He didn't even know. And your buddy broke his shoulder. Yep. Okay. So who are you talking about that like followed you in a loop? Your buddy? Every we're all doing a loop. The whole thing is a four day loop. Okay. That's what it is. And we were on day two of the loop. Gotcha. Yeah. But he finished riding with this broken shoulder. He didn't Damn. know. Like he just he didn't get X rays till we got back. Shoot. Okay, but what I was getting up before right. Sorry. I was at this gas station part of this trip. I was, we were at this gas station in the middle of nowhere and the gas is only like free. max. It's free. It's pretty much free, but it, yeah. So it was like, it came to, uh, for me, 70 dong. 70,000, 70, which is about three bucks. Okay. 70, Unless 000. it was 700,000, that's 30 bucks. Yeah, okay, it was, I guess it was 70,000. Almost, no, okay, 70,000. Yeah, 70,000. 70,000, and um, so I gave this woman 100. And she only gives me 20 back. <laughs> and literally, I'm trying to, like, un- get this woman to understand math. I'm like, give me my money back. I'm going to count this out for you so you can see how you're making a mistake here. Mm-hmm. And my buddies are like, fucking Jonah, like, hurry up. We're trying to go. It's 60 cents. Like, are yeah, you yeah. fucking kidding That's me? That's the thing as I'm well. I'm like, it's the fucking principle, dude. <laughs> If this woman had, like, I don't know what gas costs. If she had just said it's 80 dong to fill your tank, I would have been, like, fine. Like, no questions asked. But she was like, this is, it's 70 dong, and then gives me 20 back as change. And then, literally, she counts it out, like, 10, 10, 10, like, in front of me, each individual bills. And she gets it wrong. And she's speaking, like, the most broken English. This fat, old Vietnamese woman 
with her friend right there. Like, I don't. I think you still harbor some hate in your heart. For uh, this yeah, I lost that battle, but it was, I don't know. And you're, you'll need that 60 cents later, too. That Really? It's 60 cents, but it's also a beer. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> it just depends how you look at it. That's what, you don't, that's what people don't understand. When, like, you're, it's a completely different mentality over there. Where you're like, mm-hmm. this money that I'm saving right now is an extra half day out here. <laughs> right, yeah. I do this I do this five more times, and I'm out here. Or if I do this ten more times, I'm out here for another week. Yeah. Yeah, 60 cents. You know, it goes a long way out there. It goes farther than out here. Yeah. I'm concerned that I'm going to spend too much money in Europe. I hear it's quite expensive. How long are you there? Like, is it the whole thing in Europe? Yes. Okay. And it's 26 days? Something like that, yeah. May 27th to June 24th. How much have you saved up? Oh, I definitely have enough. I just don't want to spend it all. Okay. I have like 10 grand. Oh, yeah. Thing. You'll be fine. I will yeah. be fine. You it's just, just don't want to spend it all. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Um, you can live comfortably for five grand a month. Five grand a month is also too much. Okay. It depends how comfy you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be comfy at all. And you don't drink. Not really, no. That's a huge expense. Yeah. So if you don't drink, then, dude, I don't even Good. know how much I spent on liquor. When I'm traveling, Damn. it's just outrageous. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, that's, I mean, yeah, if you cut out beer. Right. And dude. also, here's here's my, uh, my hack for London so far is yeah. I looked up what you're allowed to import. And also everybody tells me that London's like nothing to write home about food-wise. Uh-huh. So I'm literally just bringing a bunch of Cliff Bars and oatmeal, and I'm just going to have that while I'm there. Dude, I brought a bunch of Cliff Bars as well when I went on this last trip. I got, I went through them so quickly. Like yeah. Less than a week. Yeah. Like well, I'm only in London for two days, so it's right. all good. And then I'm staying with my friend. Yeah. It's kind of like when you have those things, they're hard to save. Like you're always yeah. like, I feel like I'm always hungry when I'm on the go if I have something. <laughs> yes. But then, you know, there's a lot of times I don't eat. Cause just I don't do without. Bars. Yeah. I'll keep them in my, my emergency pack over yeah. there that was showing off earlier. Yeah. You, do you have Instagram? Yeah. Okay. I hope you post stuff. Oh, uh, maybe. Cool. I, I, I just might. Yeah. I post like once every six months. So. Okay. Well, now you should be posting like a couple times. Every day even. Every day. Yeah. Send me a pic every day. Good just God. Give, give I'll send you a pic every day. All right. Okay. Okay. You send me a pic every day. Do you have WhatsApp? Should we use WhatsApp? Yeah. yeah I have WhatsApp. Facebook probably works best just because it's what I talk to everybody on. Okay, Facebook's cool. Yeah. yeah, Facebook's fine. It's the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'll also, you know, we could FaceTime on Facebook. They have some fun face filters. Okay. Fun thing about FaceTiming on Facebook is uh, the first 20 minutes of every conversation is just, hey, look, I'm a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a wizard. <laughs> look at these cool sunglasses. Yeah. That usually, like... I actually try to take it pretty seriously for, like, the beginning, but then as the conversation goes on, I get... I don't know if I'm getting bored, but I'm just like, I don't know. They're just fun to look yeah, at. Yeah, see what these things do. And then, yeah, you're right. Like, it just gets off the rails. Yeah. Now I'm fucking doing it. Yeah. Oh, but, oh, there's also, I guess, I don't know if this works for, uh, like, to go, but um, there's Google... Oh! There's Google Duo. His dude Jonah's headphones fell off the back of his head, and uh, now he's just very carefully going down because we don't want to unplug a recorder. He's reaching down. He picked up the headphones. Jonah, I haven't shaved the head in a while. Yeah. 
I, uh, the reason is, the reason is, um, my parents were in town recently, right? Right. Okay. So, um, I have accepted that I'm losing my hair. Yeah. My parents have not. Really? Yeah. They're completely in denial. Are you serious? (laughs) What? Are you serious? Yeah, completely. So, my mom hates it when I shave my head like why does it matter to her? I know. It's a weird thing. Also, like, just say, like, Ma, I don't have a choice in the matter. I'm going bald. Yeah. I don't know if I can hear this anymore. Well, are you um, plugged in? Can I turn up the volume a bit? Just to make sure our levels are... Testing one two, one two one two. Try twisting the uh, that thing there. Oh you yeah. Good now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wicked. Okay. Cool. 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 Bit of a. Yeah. Just edit that out. All those technical <laughs> technical difficulties. Um. Yeah, they're both completely in denial. My dad rips on me for being. He's got a good head of hair. <laughs> Dad nonstop rips on me. He th- he calls me a Nazi skinhead. Okay. Yeah, okay. and like just he j- yeah, it's just not like they absolutely hate that I shave my head mm. at all. So the whole four or five days that they were here, I just stopped doing it, and I've just been busy with this job now that I have. How often do you usually shave your head? Every five days. Interesting. How yeah. long does it take? Oh, to shave it, twenty minutes. Yeah. And how do you use a straight razor? What is what's the deal? I bought a specialty razor at this specialty men's shop on White Ave in Edmonton. Okay. Yeah. And is it electric? No, it's just like a hand razor, like one of those like you have like a Gillette thing. Yeah. It's like that, but it's like a single blade, and the blades you can buy ten blades for like three dollars. Not bad. Instead of five blades for like fifty. Yeah, you know? fuck Gillette. Yeah, fuck Gillette. And these, and they argue that a single blade is way better than as however many blades you want to stack on a razor. Yeah. So, and this razor I bought is a really high quality razor. Like the razor itself, I think it was like sixty bucks. Mm. The like the whole handle thing, and then the blades are like super cheap. So, uh, you're laughing. Yeah. So, and I just stocked up on blades before I had moved here. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, so I just stopped shaving my head after they were here. Interesting. Yeah, they um, they just can't accept it. My like my dad, my mom sent my dad a picture of me as a kid, which you can see. I'll show it to you. It's me with like, uh, I must have been eight years old or something in this one. Let's see. Oh, my dad's like, why don't you grow your hair out like that again? Oh, look at little Jonah. That's me. Yeah. That's hilarious. And your mom looks exactly the same. Yeah, of course. I mean, once you get to a certain age, I imagine. Yeah. That's just, it's just it, That's right? it. That's all. That's it. That's all. Yeah. Why don't you just grow it out? What's the reason? Yeah. Like I have like this like fucking crazy curly hair. And you try to tell them like it's because I'm <laughs> physically incapable. Yeah. They don't understand. They're like you're too like, yeah, they literally don't understand. I don't know what to tell them. They just rip on me. <laughs> that sucks. They're the only people that care. It's a weird thing, man. Yeah, no one. Yeah, 
I'm sure it doesn't come up otherwise. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, pretty much never. Hmm. I mean, except uh, with my like my cousin Kobe is also losing his hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we, I don't know, like you can talk about with like other dudes who are like going through that. Yeah, but that's about the only other time it comes up. Like when other people like just like the yeah. How's the new job? Uh, this has been day three, and uh, you don't sound too excited. Well, day one, I was like pretty discouraged. Like I was pumped going into it, and then just like fuck. Then I was just like, this is boring as fuck. What is uh, it? Take really me first of all for the viewers, for yeah. the listeners. What is your new job? I'm selling cars at Kia. So, just because I was like, this has got to be good money. Right? Probably. And they hired me on the spot. Excellent. Hired me on the spot, and I was like... Marine okay. Drive in North Van or Marine Drive in Vancouver? Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. Marine Drive in Vancouver. Um, the managers are pretty nice, understanding dudes. Mm-hmm. They obviously want you to get shit done. Um, the GM is a bit of a hothead. Not necessarily in... Uh, he's also from Edmonton, the GM. Okay. Um, he's not a hothead in the sense that he screams at you or like really yells at you, but he rips on people. Like if, like he will put you on the spot of, and ask you questions in front of like everyone. He'll like call a meeting of like the sales staff to like his desk or, and with like the managers right there. And he will just like grill you on shit. And do you have an example? I don't know. Like, uh, we're like, okay. So we're, uh, basically today I made like a hundred phone calls. Okay. Of just like trying to call fucking customers. Cause that's cold call. Yeah, it's not really cold. It's kind of like cold calls, but it's just but like But it's past from customers. a database. Okay. It's not like a database. They print out everyone who has bought a car from like, if you have a 2017 or older and you bought your car from Kia, we are calling you to come in this weekend and buy a new car from us. That's ridiculous. That's what the whole thing is. So I was calling people all fucking day. It's in it's fucking brutal. And what do they say when you call them? It's like I had, obviously okay, I of a hundred people, about a hundred people, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. I have maybe five to six leads that I can follow up on tomorrow. There's actually like maybe more than five to six who might, well, no, maybe... <laughs> Not really. It's a lot of a lot of the numbers on this list. The f- cell phones aren't in service, or whatever okay. phone they gave me. A lot of people don't pick up. And I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> and some people are really nice. I only had one woman who was like, "Stop calling me." But someone, even then, someone, were they a dick, or were they just? Like, she was kind of just like someone had obviously called her a couple times before, like bugging her about this exact same thing. Yeah, because like whatever, I hardly got words out. Um, but she was the only one. Most people are like actually excited to hear from you and like want to hear what you have to say. Interesting. Yeah, it's surprising. Actually. Do you think that's <laughs> just a matter of loneliness? I don't know. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's like I don't know if it's me. It might be me, but uh, a lot of them are just like not interested in like buying a car because they like their car. It's a weird thing when you're like. You sell them a car that you're going to say, this is going to last you years. And then two years later, you're like, you want to upgrade? New car? <laughs> yeah, silly. You want a new car? 
Yeah, I um, I applied for a job at a car dealership once, and I remember being in there, and just like every car salesman was like the douchiest douchebag I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Is it the same way at Kia? Yeah, like my first, I don't think I'm having a tough time making friends. I'm gonna be honest. Like, there's actually there's two incredibly sexy girls that work there. <laughs> Shocking. I did was not expecting any pretty girls to work at like any car dealership. Um, there's one girl salesman. She's obnoxious. She just yells all the time. Her laugh is just I can't even believe she's I a real think person. I just think the <coughs> the um the personality that it takes to be a salesperson or at least a good salesperson is not one that I like to hang out with. Maybe yeah, that's just a stereotype I have, but yeah. I don't know everyone super well yet, so, like, it's really hard to say. Like, I, I need to give them more of a chance. Uh, there's a couple of them that might be, like, cool people. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's hard to say. What is the pay structure? Um, the first three months, you get a salary of uh, $2,500, which is not much. But if you sell cars, it's basically all commission. It's the first three months, you get the salary just as, like, if you don't sell enough cars to pass the 2500 but right. if you sell enough cars over the 2500 you get your commission instead because the job is just commission. How much is a commission? Depends on the car. It's like I had no idea how this worked until I started doing this. Right. So it's basically if a car is $40,000, um, the markup, say, is $5,000. It's usually not that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And then people want to knock money off, whatever. But let's say I sell a $40,000 car for $40,000, and I'm the gross on that car is $5,000. Yeah. That's what the dealership makes. I make 23% of that. You got $5,000. So, like, around just under a grand. Yeah, if it's that much, which it's not. Because <laughs> it's, it's a Kia. It's not that much. It's not $5,000. Like, I'm overshooting it. You're probably making... You make minimum, even if the dealership doesn't make any money, you make minimum $300 a car. Okay. But it's probably around $500 a car. Sometimes more. Maybe like 1000 or something. Okay. But somewhere in there, depending on the car. And how how many cars have been sold since you started working there? Like me? No, just by anybody. Oh. um, Well, the first day I was there... This guy sold three cars. The first day I was there, if I had known what I was doing, I probably could have sold two cars. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea what I was doing. But I'm sitting at my desk, and people just approach me. I'm just sitting there. I was shocked. How Hello, I would like to buy an automobile, yeah, sir. Yeah, like one guy just comp- just walks straight up to me and is like, I'd like to test drive this Altima. Or uh, uh, not, yeah, Altima. Sure. No, not, I don't Sentra. Versa Note. I feel like Pathfinder. Rogue. Kia. Cash guy? Optima. Optima. Oh, yeah. I was naming Nissans. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, Because I think an Ultima is a Nissan. That's true. That's why I set you off track. It's the Optima. Um, But I had to pass him to a different salesman because I didn't know what I was doing. Shit. Yeah. And then this, but like the other salesmen there, like I'm pretty sure I can be better than most of these guys. A lot of people are new, though. Like there's, I am like really new. There's another guy who sits right beside me. Mm-hmm. He's only a month in. There's another guy who's only like two months in. The girl's only two months in. And then there's one guy who sells quite a bit. He looks like he's the best. He's been here for five months, and he's pretty do you th- established. Do you think um, there's a high turnover rate for a reason? Yeah, 
it's like boring as shit so far. <laughs> but like the guy who I said sells quite a few cars, he's uh, some parts I can see how it's fun once yeah. you start like making. Some you convince sales. yourself that like you're helping people and no, it's just like yeah, like there's certain parts about it that sound fun, like the one you're doing, like making the deal process and like getting out of the office, going for test drives. You get to yeah. drive, you get to drive up. I can just take a car and drive around wherever for really as long as I want right now just because I'm learning. Right. And Have you been researching like, Kias? I've been watching so many YouTube videos on how to sell cars. Interesting. Yeah, like probably like probably in the past three days, like at least 10 hours of YouTube videos. Good God. Yeah. Just you trying to fucking get a grasp of this shit. Yeah. Um, but the har- that's not even the hardest part. Like, cause all the YouTube videos, I mean, they do give you some decent tips of like how to like phrase your words and like what to say for like certain situations. There's all kinds of like objections, like, uh, like um, I need to think about it. I need to ask my wife. Um, we're just looking. So they tell you what this. There's guys that have been doing this for years. They're like, this is what you should like a recommended thing if they have this excuse. Mm-hmm. And then just, you know, things to say, like, how to, like, close a deal or whatever and get them to sign a piece of paper that chalks them up for a $50,000 loan <laughs> money they don't have. Yeah. Um, what was I getting at? Hit Car dealers, happened. three days. You've been there. Boring. Uh, <laughs> hundred calls. hundred calls. Is it, what's the hours? Uh, today I was there... So far, I've been there every day at 8.30. Normally, I'm done at 4.30. Um, Fridays, 8.30 to 6, but I was there till 7.30. Hmm. Just because, I don't know, everyone was there till 7.30. Uh, Saturdays, I think Saturdays also 8.30 to, I don't know, I'd have to look. Sunday, I know we don't start till 11, but there are no days off. The only day off is one person, you get one day off a week. So there, there is days off. You get one day off a week, but it's different every week. Everyone gets to pick. Um, Just one day. One day, yeah. That's and terrible. Every Saturday and Tuesday, there's a meeting at 7.45. So tomorrow is Saturday. Yep. So I got to be there at 7.45. What the hell? That yeah. sucks. Yeah. That's like that weird shit where... It's almost like an abusive relationship where it's like you never let them have time away, so that's all they know. Yeah. Like, this is your like, new life. It's a lot. But, like, like Callum seems, like, this guy, this, his name's Callum, he's, uh, seems to make sick money doing this. Like I said, the first day he sold three cars, and he's, uh, he says he sells about 18 to 20 a month. Okay. And that, um, the guy on, I've been watching online with these YouTube videos says you should shoot for one a day, which is, like, about anywhere from 22 to 30. And that's, like, you're making good money, like really good money. Right. So that. yeah, if that's like five hundred dollars a car. Yeah, he's like I, I think you're making like he 10 says grand. exactly ten grand a month. Ridiculous. It's not bad if he can do that, right? He says ten to fifteen. You can get like fifteen, depending. It's ridiculous. You are pushing twenty grand sometimes. The guy on YouTube says that his best month was just under twenty grand. Mm-hmm. So. And then you know you play your cards right, you go to the Ferrari dealership. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, I honestly don't know if, uh, I haven't just, I mean, I haven't been doing this long enough to know that, but is, uh, like,
like fancier cars a better like are you gonna make more money there more people are probably because well here's the thing you sell less ferraris but also the margins on ferraris are probably a lot bigger maybe definitely yeah i mean if you're only making one every six months Plus, it's probably easier to sell people who come in definitely. But, I mean, you should think, like, anyone who comes in is looking for a car. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. I also think um, people who buy a Kia want to keep that Kia until it's in the ground. People who buy a Ferrari is like, no, I'll just get this. Well, right now, Kia is, like, there's these, they're pushing these electric cars. Are, we have one, are the EV Soul? Is like a fully electric car, mm-hmm. and it's we uh, we have one that you can test drive. But if you want to buy it, it takes ten weeks to order. You got to put a down Damn. payment, and you can't really uh, like you're just if you want it, you order it with a down payment because too many people want them. We can't uh, really keep up with it. Yeah, interesting. It's fully electric. You need no gas. But how is the range? Uh, how far does it go? Yeah, far enough. There's levels of it. There's one. There's the regular hybrid which you can't plug in it's just when the car isn't moving there's a whole bunch of different moments when like if you stop at a red light the battery charges so it tries to run on just electricity but as soon as the electric's done then it runs on gas Hmm. and when it's like not moving then the battery recharges and shit and uh yeah so like it tries to keep you on that electricity to save you a bit of money and then there's the plug-in ones hold on Okay. Let the record show. I just spilled milk all down my shirt. Oh yeah, I noticed that now. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Only I'd give me a different glass. (laughs) (laughs) It's glistening in your neck hole. Um. So there's one that you can plug in, and then you basically don't need gas as long as you don't drive very far. Like it's good for like a decent amount, but if you're doing like a road trip, then you're probably gonna have to use gas. You know. And then is there any fully electric ones? Yeah. Like and how, how far do those go? Far, I think. Like, I think really far. I don't actually know because I, like, yeah, I don't know my stuff Okay. yet. I'm going to decide not to buy a car, Jonah. I'm sorry. Hey, I wouldn't want to sell one to you because they all, it seems like a bad thing to put yourself in, like, 40 grand of debt, you know? Yeah, I don't want to do that. Like, why? My, my parents don't buy cars unless they're buying the entire thing out. Yeah, that's the best idea, I feel. I've never, you know, I've gone to them with two deal. I've gone to dealerships with them. And, um, yeah, I can't imagine anyone just being like, I'm going to finance this $50,000 car, putting zero down. What? <laughs> and then, and then. It's like also like, it. then you're paying, you're still paying that 50 grand debt after the car is worth 10 grand. Yeah, so like you do this for a couple of years, you're now now your car like say like you're 5 years in. Um you've paid off 30 grand or something. Nah, probably doesn't take that long. Say you're like 3 years in. I don't know how much it how long it takes. Depends on like how predatory yeah, the insurance rate is. Yeah, it goes like It'll be like 60, then 72 months, or 84 months, or 96 months. I don't exactly know how many years that is, but it sounds like a long time. 96 months is eight years. 96 months is eight years. So that's the longest term you can get on a finance. Which is ridiculous. It's like, who wants to be with one car for eight years? You're paying it off. You don't even own it. Like, And then... 
just lease at that point. Yeah, right. So you can lease for three years, not be upside down with the payments at all, and then just choose to. But then you have no um, value to trade in when you want. But I guess that's true. But the value you lose on the deterioration of a brand new car is far worse. Right. Yeah, it's like a dumb investment to make. Like it's yeah, anyone to finance it seems stupid. Apparently, even just waiting a year to buy a car, say like fifteen grand. I think um, I've been told you make more money if you finance. Interesting. Yeah. Probably because people aren't good at paying debts. Yeah, the guy on on YouTube seem to don't seem to make a distinction. They say like if you can get someone to buy off a lease, then that's just as good. Hmm. But the guys at the uh, the dealership say financing you make more money per car, which most people do anyways. I don't really understand why, but no. it's also weird. It's because no one has forty grand. Right. Yeah. yeah, and they want everyone needs a car. Yeah. But why do you want a car? Well, here's the thing. Just get a two thousand dollar car. Here's the thing about, especially as a young man, mm-hmm. with no money, mm-hmm. I don't understand the appeal of a brand new car. Me neither. At all, because like cars have. I understand it. Fifteen years ago, when you wanted a backup camera, and you wanted, like, Bluetooth or an aux cord or like you know all that type of stuff. But nowadays, quote unquote, old cars are like in my opinion cars have stopped getting better in ways that truly affect your life like as long as you have a way to play music off your phone Mm -hmm. and like good gas economy bluetooth's huge bluetooth's great um what they have in the new ones that i'm selling is like apple and android play so like it just hooks your phone up straight to it which it doesn't seem like a huge difference no. it's like a touch screen thing it's like your phone screen is on the screen but who cares though yeah it's a pretty minor thing it honestly just looks pretty and makes them feel excited like yeah Ooh, isn't this cool also if it isn't that like every before android auto and apple carplay like yeah. every in car infotainment system was like the shittiest thing i'd ever seen like the design is terrible because you're used to the thing you use the most is like your phone and they have that shit down to a T where, like, they have the best people in the world working on making it aesthetically pleasing and easy to use. Yeah. And, like, with a car, that's, like, an afterthought almost. Yeah. Where, like, clunky old, like, 2006 technology, terrible touchscreens, super slow, terrible frame rates. And, like, the navigation is, like, the worst you've ever seen. Yeah. Like, my car I'm driving right now is a Mazda 2014. And I've never seen a worse navigation system. It's terrible. It's it's, yeah, it's like something out of the nineties. You literally just put your phone on your dashboard, and it's Google Maps is infinitely better. Yeah, they don't understand the fastest way to search things. Like you, you can't on this navigation. You can't search (coughs) just where you want to go. I have to type in Vancouver, BC, every single time to let it know what city I'm in before I Google something. And then it wants to know the street and the app on a separate screen. And then, the, and then the whole shit where like you can't type it in while you're driving. It just won't let you. That which is bullshit too. because what if you have a passenger? I know. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. All that shit. Like I said, like <coughs> if you're going to get like a 2014 car over like – even like if your car just has a – my old car had a tape deck. And I just had a tape that had an aux cord that came out of it. And then I would play music on the aux through my tape deck. It was like a $4 device. And it was just as good. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what are you paying for? 
backup this, camera. It's essentially the are nice now on the new cars. That but I, I really don't give a shit about that, and right. I don't know why it's anybody else does as yeah, well. Yeah, I don't give a shit about it either. Yeah. Um, and if you really want a nice screen, you should get a Tesla. Because comparing the screens to the Kias that I'm selling right now, the Tesla is like an iPad. Yeah. A giant iPad. Also, in car. That's here's impressive. the thing. Here's the real deal. Let's say the car without the cool infotainment system is thirty-seven grand, and the car with is like forty-two. Maybe pay five grand just to have a screen there. You could literally just bolt in an iPad into your car with like a um, cellular connection, mm-hmm. and then you have the best infotainment system in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what would sell me? I mean, uh, is uh, if my car produced Wi-Fi that I didn't have to pay for. My uh, mother's car does that. How does uh does she like how do you pay for it? I have no does idea. Work? I have absolutely no idea. I think it was like part of the she bought it, she got a certain time free. Okay. She doesn't really know either, I don't think. I'd be into car Wi Fi mm. as a thing. But I guess like I mean just have data. Yeah, well but that's the idea like that's why I'd want like I wanna stop paying so much for that kind of shit. You can get unlimited data, dude. I can't. Can I? I do. You I have, have unlimited data? Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing in Canada. Yeah, it is. My plans are, but I should get a new phone. You should. You should have the same phone and just take your phone to a different person. I should. I looked into a couple phone plans. Yeah, like a couple weeks before my plan was up. (coughs) None of them had unlimited. Hmm. I looked into Rogers and Fido. Well, you can't do any of the big ones. You got to do like the weird. Which one? I do Chatter. Chatter? Yeah. I've never heard of that. You know Kudo? Yeah. That's another small one you can do. Yeah. Do uh, Freedom Mobile. Yeah. I've realized those ones are the cheaper ones if you don't need a new phone. Because that's how these companies Exactly. So if you just keep your yeah, phone. Yeah, never. I always buy phones off Craigslist. Oh. And I've never been fucked. Oh. And then I just go with, like, bring your own phone plan. How expensive are these phones on Craigslist? I got my phone, like, three years ago. It was the iPhone 6. This was right like a couple months after the 6s came out and it was like 64 gigs and it was like 400 bucks okay so not bad mm-hmm. it was kind of a hassle though it was like weird it wouldn't work for a week or so but i figured it out okay. and then yeah my my phone plan's like 45 bucks a month okay. and it's unlimited talk unlimited text unlimited like three gigs of fast data and unlimited not fast data mm-hmm. and it's dope I don't even turn data off now because I realize it's just free. Hmm. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to look into that. I'm really not sure. I have to, yeah, I'm not signing another contract. No, don't. I don't enjoy being locked in like this for years. And no. Out. It's also like if you have a phone that still works, just use that. Like you don't need a new one. It's I another thing that isn't getting significantly better. Yeah. The screen's just getting bigger. Yeah. Or th- the camera might get better. A little bit. How, be- how much better do you need, it's though? really the reason I want a new phone is because I smashed my screen. Like a couple Dude, times, you know? there, there's a place a block from here. That's a better thing to do. I should just get my screen. You can fixed. just get the screen. There's a okay. place that I go. Oh, it's called EJ Cell Phone Repair. Okay. They've, I've gone to them a couple times, and they're really, they're pretty good. Okay. It's like 100 bucks. Okay. You should uh, text me that. Okay. If you remember. I will. Before you leave the country. All right. Have you ever been to Europe? times right yeah any suggestions as to Greece. go to Greece right yeah or Kay. Budapest and Prague sick Kay. Berlin you're going to so that's great I'll uh, probably hit so up have you booked your hostels 
No. Okay. <clears throat> I stayed at. I actually wouldn't recommend the place I stayed at. It was in a pretty good area, and I met some cool people there. In Berlin. Yeah, but um, I stayed there for like five days, three days, three nights. The first three nights I'm at this hostel, the fire alarm goes off between three and five in the morning. That sucks. First three nights in a row. And people are like bitching at the front desk by the third night. And they're just like. We don't know. We don't, don't know what's like going on. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they speak English very well. Yeah. I uh, I'm actually staying with my friend in Berlin, so that won't be okay. an issue. Okay, cool. Yeah. But London. You gonna get tattoos while you're there? Probably not. No. That'd be cool. What do you think? You think I should get some? Um. Yeah. There's uh, there's one tattoo artist in Berlin, I'm fond of on Instagram. You want to show me their profile real it quick? It kind of looks like Picasso stuff. Okay. Yeah. Are you into that idea? No, but I'd love to see. Um. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I'm stressing out. So last time I went on a trip, I missed a flight because it was a 6.30 a.m. departure. Mm-hmm. So you have to get up at 3.30 and do the whole jive. And uh, last time I did that, I got up at 3.30. Or I didn't even sleep just because, like, there's no point. And then I was so tired by 6.30 that I fell asleep and I missed my flight. Like, I was in the terminal and I missed the flight. And I have another. That's um, a real thing. You made it to the terminal. Yeah. Through security. Secure. I was in. I was in the gate that I was supposed to be, and I was like, "I'll just doze off real quick." And I left an alarm for myself. Didn't go off. Woke up at six thirty-five. When was your flight? Six thirty. No. And five f- minutes. Yeah, the plane's gone. And I was like, "Are you fucking?" Sink? Yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> just like classic, just drop like. <gasps> I just, they like, I like called the line. I'm like, is there any way? Like, what, what am I going to do? She's like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. She was super calming. I was like, okay, thanks, thanks. And then she just brought me to the front. Like, she just kind of kicked me out of the gate. And I was like, just pay for another ticket here. And I was like, you oh, had to buy fuck. another one. Yeah. A full and, another ticket. Yeah. And the next flight was in like something like 15. It was the perfect amount of time to where it wasn't worth it to go all the way back to town. Because like the airport is like in the middle of an hour and a half. Yeah. I just spent like nine or ten hours just uh, in the air in the airport a area. Well, yeah, I mean, late. It was annoying. It was a cool little thing I did though. I kind of just because that wasn't like the touristy part of town, so I just walked around like just a suburb uh-huh. of Bangkok and like asked people if they had Wi-Fi and like just walked. There's like stray dogs running around. I just walked like through this corridor. Eventually, just started being people's backyard, so I was like, okay. And then there was this, it was the last house, and this dog was on a chain, and it, like, tried to bite me, but I ran past it real quick, but then I couldn't come back the way I came, because this dog would maul me, mm-hmm. and it was literally just, like, the bank of a river. Mm-hmm. I was like, I guess I'm just walking along this bank now, and it's getting, like, steeper and steeper, and then I found, like, it was, there was also a huge wall, like, a 20-foot wall on one side, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? And then I just found... There was just a hole in the wall that had been made by, like, this river. Just, like, a crack. And I, like, looked. And I could kind of, like, mosey my way up. So, like, went and threw my bag up a ledge and then, like, scrambled up. 
and just found my way back to the airport, which was a kind of a fun experience, but wish I made my flight. I'm glad it had a happy ending. Yeah. Made the second flight. Thank Very God. much did. That's, yeah. That's Anyways, never happened to me. It's I have a, yeah. I have a 6.30 a.m. flight again, but I'm scared that the same thing will happen. Also, I'm scared about how to get there because in uh, Bangkok, you just take a cab and it's like fucking $2 and you're good. Well, it's like $13 to the airport, but that's crazy for an airport ride. I have no idea how I'm getting to the airport at 3.30 a.m. in London because shit stops running at night. Train stops running at night. Uh, there might be like a night bus or something, but I'm. You'll I feel like there's a lot of margin of error. There'll be something. Also, I'll just talk to the people at the hostel. Exactly. They speak English. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they invented it. Oh, pray tell. They speak with the best. So I've heard. Yeah. I've recently got into a um, subset of a subgenre of video, which is, and I don't agree with this at all. Like from a political or ideological standpoint but tons of like alt-right or just right-wing politicians in the uk have just been getting milkshakes thrown at them by like quote-unquote activists it's like a quote-unquote form of protest it's literally just assault at this point but like that's what they're saying milkshakes yeah so like what the like main guy who was going for brexit nigel farage got milkshaked and it was funny just because it's funny to see someone covered in milkshake but there's a different guy who's been milkshaked four separate times, which is hilarious. Yeah, don't see it coming. No. And now what's funny is like they like the government tries to like get McDonald's to stop selling milkshakes at like certain areas near the parliament building. And like <laughs> it's just a really funny uh, visual to me to like have a bunch of people just like outside of like a press Meaning just like menacingly drinking milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> and that then, like, image. and then, because, like, what are you going to do? It's like, hey, what are you doing with that? It's like, oh, a little of this? Oh, just drinking it. <laughs> it's like, oh, is it illegal to drink a milkshake in this part of town? <laughs> and then, as soon as someone comes out, it's like, you just like stalk around, like, mmm, so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. Right. Definitely better than, uh, like, you can get away with milkshakes because... It just ruins really, a suit, essentially. Yeah, and it's, like, very harmless, but if it was, like, hot coffee... Oh, yeah, no. You can't do that because that's, like, a painful... Yeah, definitely. That's completely different. I mean, did you see that? Um, it was right after the New Zealand shootings, and there's this real dick in Australia who was essentially saying, like, oh, it's their own damn fault. Like, they're usually the ones that are doing the shootings, so they deserve it. Like, just being a real ass especially at the time because everybody's still like in shock and then this guy just comes up behind him and just bashes an egg <laughs> on his head <laughs> he was very upset oh, man. it was funny to see <laughs> and then he was known as egg boy for a couple days on the internet amazing yeah that's funny um shit so I mean, this trip is really going to interrupt. I didn't even... Was this, like, spontaneous? Pretty much. I, I realized it's, like, I got a lot of shit going on, and I was like, man, I really kind of put a wrench in everybody's plans yeah, that was involved Yeah, can I tell you me. something? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember uh, our plans that... Um, the short story. Yeah. Yeah. 
I do remember. Yeah. So was this trip planned prior to that? No, after. Oh, after that. Yeah. So this is like very spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, my initial plan was going to write it this week, but I ran out of time. I'll still write it by the deadline. I'm still I committed. I started mine. Oh, how's it and going? And then you told me you were leaving. I was like, oh, well, I have. I still it will since. finish. I I do believe I will finish right. by uh, the due date. Okay. Which, but we're not going to be. I mean, okay, sure. I haven't. <laughs> all right. <laughs> now you seem genuinely hurt. Well, because I mean, we we're like we planned this due date, right? Uh, which I think is like June fourteenth. Right. We have a short story done by then. About two and, weeks. Uh, yeah, about two weeks from now. Yeah, now I've. Uh, yeah, and I have not been working on it since like. I mean, I'll still week. stay loyal to the due date. Okay. I'm just gonna do it on a Google Docs. Okay, and then what? Do we like share it with each other, and then we'll edit or something? Hmm. Maybe we'll just send it to each other on the 14th, and then um, we'll uh, we'll revisit when I return. Okay. We could, like, share a Google Doc with each other or something. Yeah. I'm not bringing a computer, so I'll just be on my It'll phone. be on your phone. Okay. It's You're cool. going to type it on your phone. Yeah. Okay. Looks like it. Okay. Might even just do it in a notebook and then transcribe. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a great idea for one, and of course, it, I usually have these while I'm driving, so I'm like, I should write this down, but then I'll be driving for like 40 minutes, and it's like, oh, I forgot what it was, and that's what happened. Okay, okay, um, someone, okay, I do have a good story about, uh, something my mom told me while she was here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my mom, when she was 18, spent a year in Paris. Very cool. The story happened because... What year is that, by the way? She was... Oh, Jesus. When was she born? Uh, 54. So 1972. 1972. In Paris. Paris. 1972. Ooh. Yeah, so she got some uh, host family to put her up. Mm-hmm. And in this family... Can we just acknowledge how crazy it would be to, like, contact someone, just some generic yeah. family in 1972? Right. No way to, like... Like, let, think of her parents, where it's like, I guess we're sending her to Paris, and hopefully these people are cool. Her parents were, like, not okay with her going, but she was like, fuck you. Nice. Yeah. What a badass. Yeah. Sometimes. My mom has some badass in her, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Fun fact, my mom was negative three years old in 1972. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, my parents are old. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Do you have grandparents still? No, they're all dead. Okay. Yeah, right, but you have a good, decent relationship with old people, and I have no idea what to do with them, and I don't want to be around them. Interesting. Like, you like you have good memories of your grandmother, and yeah. all of my grandparents, I'm just like, they made gross sounds, I didn't like how they, like, it would make a fucking deaf man. Like, you know that there's, like, a condition where, like, hearing people breathing or eating, it's supposed to be, like, a brain tumor if you like find that annoying really like you have like some sort of weird brain condition i had no idea yeah something maybe like are you saying that you have that yeah because especially old people the sound they make i mean old people are eating well certain ones there's like my grandparents i feel like your grandparents <laughs> were a lot older than mine probably because my grandparents were still pretty spry and like okay. j- they're j- you could like hang they weren't like shaky jaw yeah, yeah. my grandparents were like holocaust yeah, yeah, that's probably also a bit, yeah. bit of a bummer to be around, probably. Yeah, they, uh, 
I mean, my grandfather was actually pretty put together, but my grandmother was messed up. And I, I do not have any memories of her being a human that could hold any kind of conversation. Damn. But she did things. Like, she would try to cook while no one was home. She lived with me for a while, my family. Mm-hmm. We had to take the knobs off the stove because she couldn't smell the gas or hear that like the stove was on. It was a gas stove, so God she'd damn. just turn the stove on, but the gas would be just leaking out, and she just wouldn't notice. And you know, and then uh, just shit like that. Yeah, terrible. She, yeah. Anyways, you were saying old people. Uh, before the old people. Oh yeah, the story about my mom. Mm, Paris, yeah. 1972. <laughs> 1972. The set. <laughs> uh, so she meets up with these people. I think the woman's name was Shelley, Shirley, maybe Shirley, something like that. Uh, Also kind of like a young woman like herself, but she had already spent like a year in Paris prior to my mom getting there. Okay, continue. I'm just going to get another glass of milk. Oh, yeah, it's all good. Um, Yeah, so prior to my mom getting there. So my mom said she like kind of looked up to her uh, just because she had done something my mom had been – is doing right or was doing at the time like she really wanted to be fluent in french and this girl was fluent in french and my mom did eventually become it's actually one of my new year's goals to become fluent in french so that's pretty cool oh god damn not fluent i just have to like be able to hold a conversation (laughs) that's pretty fluent if you can hold a conversation um so yeah this girl she spent a decent amount of time with and this girl's uncle Okay, so the, the reason the story came up it was because my mom showed me this picture of her playing the French horn, and I really liked this picture. I posted it on my Instagram, and apparently this girl drew this picture of my mom because she, she was really into playing the French horn in high school, so much so that she brought her French horn to Paris with her. And was your mom or the My mom brought her French horn, and then the girl drew a picture of her uh, holding the French horn on my Instagram and uh, so my mom told me the story behind this picture the gir- this girl posted or er, sold the picture to the Toronto Orchestra or something for like some symphony thing without telling my mom mm-hmm. and then my mom's parents for some reason happened to be going to this show and saw the picture of their daughter on the pamphlet for Whoa. the show and so they kept the pamphlet. Just a weird coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like the drawing. But um, the point of the story, there's a really famous um, psychologist, I think that's what, maybe psychiatrist, named Dr. Money. And this guy is not famous for good things. He is in every, he is taught in every psychology, in a many psychology classes. Because he did a famous thing where a couple a couple got their child circumcised. Okay. Completely botched the circumcision. Rock on. Came to this doctor being like, what do we do? And they were like, uh, he was like, this is a really good opportunity to test my theory. He was a, a sexual psychologist. Uh, he, had, he specialized in sex and gender and all kinds of stuff okay he's like this is a really great opportunity for me to test my theory he says gender uh 
and sex and gender ha- uh, has to do with uh, his his theory was basically if this boy doesn't have a penis he is no longer a boy so because they chopped off a large part of his penis in the circumcision he was just like cut off the rest of his penis um i don't know if they gave him a vagina or like what i'm assuming they did something they like sex changed him and raise him as a girl and he was a twin as well so he's a twin brother raised this boy as a girl because they cut off his penis this guy they let this guy do this and this kid his entire life felt like he was in the wrong body he felt like a boy he didn't understand who he was or anything and just ended up uh shooting himself in the head in his car rude and then his twin brother also killed himself as well the whole situation is messed up and this guy is dr money yeah dr money hella famous for this experiment that I mean, basically, it was an experiment. It, like, this has never been done before. and That's like some evil Nazi shit. Could, yeah, exactly. Like, could not have gone worse for, like... Um, so, um, Dr. Money was this woman, Shelley's uncle, and he lived in Paris at the time, and my mom went to his house. This girl wasn't living with this guy, but my mom went with Shelly to his house right when this controversy was just bubbling up. My mom said she went to his house and it was like almost like a bomb had gone off. The house was really, like he was a very wealthy guy. She said it was like a big like kind of mansion looking place like in the middle of Paris, but the windows were boarded up like they were like his house was getting like bombarded or some shit like people were throwing shit through the windows like they were boarded up and there was like trash all over but also like a very nice expensive house like a weird combination like a bomb had got off yeah um and she said she didn't really get to um you know like spend too much time with the guy because like my this girl brought her over here i think maybe she didn't understand entirely i don't exactly know i wasn't there um, but my mom met this guy, like, and I think, yeah, like, spent some time with him hmm. right when this was all going down, having, like, little to no idea who he was. <laughs> and then she later saw, like, the documentary that you basically, they show in every psychology class about this whole thing that he did and the repercussions Oops. of it. Yeah. You know, cutting off a young boy's penis. and Right. Ended up in the double suicide um, that reminds me of um, my friend's judo teacher was later found to be a pedophile and he was like I have a very specific memory of being like a young boy and him just picking me up and like throwing me up in the air and catching me and now I have a completely different feeling about that memory than I used to what do you mean throwing throwing him up in the air and catching you and then like I'm just putting him back down you know, okay. just like a fun, playful thing. Right. That sounds doesn't sound weird. Yeah, but he's he would diddle kids later. Right. And so he's like, maybe he was like feeling me up. Like, Hard to say. He's just a okay. more nefarious character. Okay. So I don't know if I've thought about this until like this exact moment, but if you are a pedophile and you do something like that with a kid, can that act not be harmless and you still be a pedophile? Can you rephrase that? So, like, you are 
throw you're playing with a child and you're just throwing him up in the air can you not just have like a a good time with like like maybe you're only attracted to some children I see what you're saying. Like you don't see this child as any like you're not attracted to this child. You don't want to have sex with this child. You actually enjoy children. Some children you just enjoy a little bit more, and in a way you shouldn't. <laughs> but you can't help yourself because you're a pedophile. Maybe we don't know what was going on in this guy's head at that time. Like we don't. Either way, it's a nefarious man. Mm-hmm. It's like, like let's put it like this. What if? You hug someone, but then later you found out that earlier that morning they had taken a shit and smeared it all over their body, but then they had a really thorough shower. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that's like, even though there was no harm or detritus that was passed on to me, that's still nasty. And I don't want to hug you if you do that. I feel like, do you think like really religious people would like feel weird if you had been like having sex all day? Yes. Like, Definitely. that would be, like, kind of, like, the same thing. Yeah. But is that weird? Is that weird? Yeah, like, if I, you know, like, if you just, like, had sex all morning and then, like, had dinner with your parents. Or, like, lunch with your parents. If they knew it would be weird. I think, like, well, what if, what if your girlfriend's staying with you at your parents' house? Just don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, it's kind of just, like, blissful ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh yeah, you have headphones on. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, um, now I've lost my train of thought. Yeah. Okay. Right. The the shit thing. Yeah. It's funny how quickly like I have thoughts and then they just Dude, disappear. I will. F- I will forget things as they enter my brain. <laughs> Like yeah. It's almost impressive how forgetful. Yeah, I, mean, I used to really beat myself up about it. I'm the biggest space case, for sure. I'm space case. Yeah, that's what I mean. I always, I don't know. Yeah, now it's like a brand of uh, weed grinders. Oh, really? Yeah, but I always called myself a space case just because like I'm just like chasing butterflies. Like I yeah, sometimes when I like uh, meet someone new, that like. I enjoy s- hanging out with we'll have like too many trains of conversation going and then I'll forget something and I'm like ah oh, shucks I really I wanted to discuss this like with you bad listening or something you know what are you trying to say like just like be present in the moment and that won't happen well like well let's say I'm s- telling a story yeah and I'm like blah 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 and that reminds me of this thing but that reminds me of this other thing right okay well I think like it's better to forget the other thing and stick with your story and just listen than to be distracted and not be completely present. You're probably right. Yeah, like I've always, like especially like with meeting new people, like sometimes you get like excited, like if you're getting along really well and you want to like interrupt and like say something and it's way better to hold your tongue, forget about what you were going to say in the middle of it and just keep actively listening to them until they finish talking and then maybe say something different that, you know, like, or like, because if you're still thinking about what you were going to say in the middle, then you're it's not like listening. Exactly. So just forget about it. Forget about it and just keep listening. And it'll come. When, All right. When it's your time to speak. You know. Damn. Wise words from Jonah. Yeah. Dropping that. Jonah, do you have a middle name? Robin. 
Jonah Robin Fialco. Yeah. Damn. What's your middle name? Jesse. Caden Jess. Yeah. Cool. Do you, were you? Is your middle name in tribute to someone? Sidekicks. I've got, (laughs) I've gotten mixed answers from many a person that say like, some people say like, yeah, absolutely, all the time middle names are supposed to be like after someone. Other people are like, no, they can just be a different name. And then other people like middle names are stupid. Why do you even have them? Which I do. I agree with to some extent. Mm -hmm. Like tons of like foreign dudes. Like what the fuck? Like why do you have middle names? That's dumb. I think it's not a bad space for, like, your wife's maiden name, your partner or whatever. I I guess, but then you would have it halfway. You'd have a new name halfway through life. You're not born with your wife's maiden name. No. What do you mean? I mean, you'd get a new name, like, when you're 27. Why would you get a new name when you're 27? Because that would be your wife's maiden name. You don't have your wife's maiden name if you're just born because you don't have a wife because you're a baby. <laughs> I don't get it. What do you mean you don't get it? When you have a baby, yeah. Um, instead of my middle name being Robin, my middle name could have been Schechter, which is my mom's Oh, you're saying name. your mother's maiden name could be yeah. your middle name. I thought you were saying your wife's maiden name could be your middle name. I was like, no, no that's fool. Yeah, that's no foolish. I, <laughs> so lost. <laughs> I'm saying, as like, if I were to have a kid, my wife's middle name could be the child's. Right. At that point, though, just have two last names. No, I don't want him to be a Nugent Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> just make up your mind. Well, he'll still be a Nugent Hopkins. It's just sometimes, if it's middle. Yeah, my sister is a hyphen, but she goes by, she's like a Fialco Schechter. Okay. Because my mom says she was like really out of it when she was signing the paper and did that by accident, kind of. My mom got my name wrong on the birth certificate as well. wrong? Yeah. Hmm. She was supposed to write first name Caden, middle name Jesse, last name Griffiths McKenzie. And what she actually wrote was first name Caden, middle name Jesse Griffiths, last name McKenzie. Your last name's Mackenzie? Not anymore. I had a name change several years ago. Why? Because I was tired of having my name be different on like every piece of paper in my life. Is your dad's last name Mackenzie? Yeah. Oh shit. It was also kinda You're like Nikki Six. It was also kinda like a fuck you to him where I was like, You ain't been my father, so I don't take your name. Dang. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Serious daddy issues. Seriously. You should start a band. You think so? Yeah. Oh. Alright. I'll call it Fuck You Daddy O. Fuck You Daddy O. That should be, that's more of like a single oh. than the band name. Okay. It'd be a good song, though. You know, I something I realized tons of bands don't have, you know how like an album will be named something and then one of the songs is the same name as the album? Uh, yes. Very few bands have that. Like, there's this band I like called Peach Pit, and they have a okay. song called Peach Pit. Okay. Which is crazy. The band, right. Okay, that is a little weird. Like Led Zeppelin doesn't have a song called Led Zeppelin. No, I, I was thinking more like they might call the album. Like the album name might be have the same name as one of their songs, not the actual band. Yeah. Yeah, like there's, you're not going to have like Motley Crue write a song called Motley Crue. No. That's <laughs> fucking weird. 
Is this possibly the most low energy conversation that has ever taken place? Be exhausted. I gotta say, I don't know. Not that like I'm not enjoying this. Right. I'm just like, yeah, just tired. I got gotcha. you. I don't know. It's getting late. It's it like ten thirty. My God, what a big day tomorrow! Yep. I'm shooting a music video. Okay, I thought you were doing this. Weren't you saying you were doing it earlier this week? I don't believe so. Okay. It's Maybe it's like prepping or something. Yeah. Okay. That's what's going on. Okay. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Hopefully, uh, gonna be a hit. It goes well. So this is just like, uh, this is like a legit music video you're gonna post on YouTube and yeah. hopefully get a bunch of views. Yeah, I d- I don't know if it will get a bunch of views. I don't know if the formula is there. Okay. But uh, hopefully. Is this the guy's first video? Uh. Like, first official. He's got a shitty one out, but okay. this is the first, like, real one. Cool. Yeah. What's your title in the process? My title for, like... Making the video. Huh. What do you do? I really... Oh, I'm, like, the director. Okay. Editor. So that would Shooter. be... There you go, director. Yeah, I guess. I just... I'm the guy that is not in the video. I do everything else. Okay. Well, there's got to be, like, people helping you. Yeah, my friend Alex helped me with like lighting and stuff. So you're like a like, so you're like sound guys. No, you have no one like holding a boomstick. No, I'm the sound guy. You're holding a boomstick and directing. Well, we're just using like an on-camera mic. Hmm. Just like uh, a road type thing. It's not a very story-heavy music video. There's like a couple lines. But this, and I guess like you can like just throw the sound over top. Exactly. It's probably pre-recorded. Exactly. Okay. Uh, That's the thing about music videos that I like a lot is like most of it's just like play the track and add visuals. Right. Okay. But yeah, hopefully it goes well. Mm -hmm. I uh, I definitely learned a lot from last time, but I don't know if I prepared enough. I don't know if our uh, idea is like concrete enough to like get a draw. Mm-hmm. It's kind of not fleshed out, but you can always save it in editing, which I plan on doing. Mm-hmm. Set some fun effects. We have a green screen, so like the possibilities are endless. You're using Premiere Pro. Yeah. For your editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The green screen. Yeah. Are you gonna put them like with polar bears? I might. Backgrounds? I might fuck around and put them in there with polar bears. Be cool for like a second all of a sudden he's in Iceland or Greenland. Yeah. And then back to normal. You know what I might do is I might like get a membership to one of those stock stock video things for like a month Mm -hmm. and then just download a bunch of shit and then use it in the video in the green screen. I think it would be pretty funny. Cool. What's the theme? Is there a storyline? Yeah, the theme's like, he's an old man, and then another old man calls him up, and he's like, hey, let's go do some hood rat shit. Oh, hood rat old man. Yeah, and then he breaks out of uh, his care home. Nice. And uh, does hood rat shit. Okay. Are you going to, like, an old folks home, or are you, like... That's what the green screen's for, baby. Oh, I see. (laughs) I don't know. We're trying to make his place look like it, but we'll see. Right. I don't have many of the necessary pieces. We need, like, a makeup guy. I have a makeup guy. Oh, okay. Makeup girl, actually. Makeup girl. Sorry, nice. girl. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's interesting. I can actually okay. show you the makeup. Oh, I don't have my phone here. Okay, so there's this there's this um reasonable theory that boys are more interested in things and girls are more interested in people. But I would consider makeup to be a thing. Interesting. Mm. What are the arguments for people? Um, just like like uh, in terms of like the workforce, like the general workforce, uh, boys take more jobs that have to do with things like engineering, uh, computer programming, things where uh, like video games, software development. And then women are like s- nurses. HR. Sure. HR. Yeah. Um, just anything that has to do with interacting with people and helping people. Like psychology is mass. Like I was the only boy in so many of my classes, especially as I got up to the higher levels. Like it weaned out the like the intro ones, you know. Everyone Everybody. takes those. Um, any job that has to do with people is dominated by women, and a lot of jobs that has to do with things are just dominated by men. And that's just choice, like the difference in choice. Um, not because I can see that. Yeah, but makeup I would consider to be a thing, and that's interesting that it's dominated by women. Well, I think it's just a matter of. Um, Women are more into like aesthetics and visually pleasing things than men. Yeah, it in has general. To do with their vanity. Yeah, I guess that's one part of it, and also maybe it's just ingrained like girls like pretty stuff, and guys don't really care about pretty stuff as much. Mm-hmm. In general, in specific, please don't dox me. <laughs> hmm. I went through a doorway. Every time I walk through a doorway, I forget everything. Really? Yeah. Do you notice that painting over there? It's because my bo- my parents brought my box number one with a bunch of my decoration. I do like that painting. The painting we're referring to is a draft, but the angle makes it look like it's looking right into the fake camera. Yeah. Of when I first saw it, I thought it was a fish face. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because of, uh, like, you see the blue dots as the nose? Yeah. That was can you see it from here? Yeah. Okay. I thought that was like a fish face and I couldn't tell what was behind it, like its tail or something. Okay, and it's got like a yeah. big wide mouth. Yeah, yeah, like a like that brown thing, like where the mouth yeah, that's still the giraffe's mouth, but yeah, right. that's why I saw that as a fish right. mouth. This is great podcast material, by the way. Oh whatever. <laughs> <laughs> My sister painted that. That's nice, I like Yeah. That. She used to do watercolor when we were younger. And so I have a I have that piece and I think I have one more. My parents have a couple. We went to a, like, nerd convention, mm-hmm. David and I, and uh, he bought a print from this artist just because he liked it, and then only after he bought it, he realized, like, it was a, it was a uh, astronaut in space, mm-hmm. but then he realized, like, it was a direct metaphor for, like, a baby coming out of a vagina, like, space just looked like a vagina, and the, like, guy's air tube was in his umbilical cord, and he was kind of in a fetal position, and I was like, oh, this is... Yes, this is a baby coming out of a vagina. Yeah. What else? I, that happened to me as well with something. I had this shirt that I thought was just cool, and then it turned out it was, like, a very specific reference to, like, a Hindu god. Okay. And so, like, a bunch of old Indian men kept giving me props. Like, like your shirt, buddy. Oh, they liked it. They yeah. They find it, like, cultural appropriation. No, I mean, cool. 
old people don't really know what cultural appropriation is, I don't think. I think that's a very new concept. That's nice. I appreciate that. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, that's the thing, is I feel like today's kids are so much more skeptical about your intentions with the culture. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I literally was like, this is dope. I like this. Right. Which I think is fair. Yeah. I think it's fair to be like, I think this is cool. I'll wear it. And I think these people also thought they were like, oh, cool. Nice shirt, man. I know what that is. And then eventually I just asked, I was like, I'm going to be real with you. I don't know what this is. Can you fill me in? And then he did. He was totally cool about it. But I feel like if I were to talk to a bunch of 20-year-olds, they wouldn't tell me and they would just accuse me of um, profiting off uh, someone else's culture. Which is another thing I have an issue with because like, I understand cultural appropriation from the standpoint of like, a uh, institution or company is making a profit off of someone else's culture. Like, I don't think that's cool. Where, like, freaking Abercrombie and Fitch makes, like, a native headdress and they're selling it. I was like, dude, you didn't do, you didn't do really? shit to make that. Really? No, it's just an example. Okay, that would know be... They that, they'd never get away with that. No. <laughs> that's I see what you mean there. Yeah. That would be a weird thing. Well, but like, just something like that. I'm actually, like, okay with it being a hell Interesting. And that seems like... I'm on the fence like about it. I I don't know how I feel about the Halloween costume. I'm okay thing. with all Halloween costumes. doesn't bother me. Okay. Although, like, apparently it's, like, it's like very taboo. Like, the whole... I had a friend uh, come to one of my Halloween parties. Um, In blackface. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Not just blackface. Like, he, everything. Like, he was in a tank top. Oh, yeah, that's pretty nasty. I see. I wish the blackface wasn't. This is years ago, though, like twenty fourteen. That's still. <laughs> <laughs> that's still now, essentially. Yeah, like I mean, it wasn't that long ago. No. Um, I wish we could move past blackface, but here's the thing: as much as like, as much as I can think, like, no, I view black people as an equal, so we should be able to just like do that as just a bit or like a costume and it shouldn't be inherently uh racist but then anytime you see someone in blackface it's always like oh what no <laughs> it's just so cringeworthy we're like oh i get it i get how this is not cool um it's like saying the n-word where you're like it's fine they can say it i can say it and then you try to say it and you're like that sounds wrong coming out of my mouth yeah the only thing i don't like about the whole n-word thing is that it gives other like like minority groups um, this like need to have their own N word. Right. I hate that. That's weird. That's, it annoys me. They all want their own thing. I don't think that is helping anything. No. Um, I was on to it at some point. Oh yeah, cultural yeah. appropriation. Yeah. So, so like, thing. if some if some uh, company is profiting off of someone's culture without giving anything back. I get mm-hmm. that. But if I, like, uh, just see something I like, like, there's no profit to be made with me wearing a shirt from someone else's culture. If I wear a shirt with Buddha on it, I'm not profiting in any way. Also, who are you to uh, say my intent with the shirt is to appropriate the culture? Like, how do you know I'm not just appreciating the culture? Yeah, like, what about people? Like, there's a video of a black woman ripping on a white dude with dreads saying you aren't allowed to have that hairstyle. 
And then I'm sure she gets like a standing ovation as well or something. No, she got ripped on. Oh, really? Yeah, in that sense, in this particular case. Mm. Yeah. yeah, the dreadlock Fuck thing is woman, re- ridiculous. Yeah, A, like fucking mind your own business. Like, even if you feel that way. Can't own a haircut. No. And if you even want to play by those rules, it's like, do Vikings have had dreadlocks for fucking centuries, dude? It's a white thing as well. It's in a, that specific I mean, thing. it's just a haircut. Like, why are, you, why are you taking offense to this? Yeah. How could you possibly? This is, um, this is an argument with that that I don't agree with at all, which is like, well, you see, um, like, people of color have been denied jobs and stuff because of this hairstyle for, like, decades, and you just wearing it totally undermines their struggle. But to that, I respond, the guy with, the white guy with dreadlocks applying for the same job doesn't get that job either. Yeah, probably. It's not your skin. Well, I also don't think, how many jobs are they not going to, you're not going to get because of dreadlocks? Probably something else. Like, if someone's racist, then they're racist. Yeah. That's, the haircut isn't going to make a difference. Yeah. Probably, yeah. It's probably more because you're black or something. Something that's like, you know. Equally as bad, yeah. whatever you're discriminating it's, against them I for. I think a big issue is that people always, um, in general, yeah. people of this generation feel like they understand other people's intent without ever consulting them on it. Mm. And it's like, how do you know other people's intent with what their actions are? Like, it's easy to infer if it's clear, but with something like a haircut, like, you think the intent is to actively undermine minorities? It's like, no, how it's a haircut. Astonishing to me. If you can't tell the difference between someone trying to be offensive and someone just trying to be themselves, yeah. I don't know what to do with that person. Like, what do you. You need to be sat down and. Spanked! Well, maybe not spanked. But it's just unfortunate. And it also, it's unfortunate that, like, you could never convince someone otherwise. They never want to see the good side of people, they just want to be angry. Yeah, like, they don't have enough going on in their lives, so they have to make problems. That's probably part of it. Like I also think there's tons of people, like, I used to be of this mindset where, like, there's a certain ideology that I follow, and that's that. And then other, like, other um, topics and issues would come up, and I would barely even think about them. I would just be presented with, like, the solution of how to think. And I was like, I guess I'll take that then. It's only in the past couple of years where I'm like, maybe I should make my own opinions about things and not um, just do what, like, I don't know, my friends are doing or whatever political party that I like is doing. It's a huge thing to grasp. I know, like, it's, I mean, it sounds, like, obvious. I'm sure now that you're saying it yeah. out loud, but it's absolutely. Think for yourself. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, there's still, like. It's hard to think for yourself, though. Sometimes it's hard to um, recognize that you're not thinking for yourself. That I am just saying something that I heard someone else who I admire or think is intelligent say, and I haven't really put enough thought into it myself to yeah. be like, do I actually believe this? I'm not sure if this is true. It's also, I think there's such a pressure to, even as like just an individual, mm-hmm. just like you have to have your mind made up about every topic. And like there's yeah, tons of shit where I'm like, I actually haven't put enough thought into it. I say a lot of things uh, just proposing ideas where I'm not sure about them myself and people jump on me because this idea is against what they believe 
but I'm not, and I'll just try to explain, like, I don't even believe that. I'm just unsure about this. That's fine that you've taken a side in this issue, but I am undecided which way I'm leaning right now. And I need, you can explain to me why you're on your side, but I'm not convinced you're right either. Even though, but it's a fact that like, I'm not. But you could convince me. Yeah. It's like, if you're not with me, you're against me. In so many things, my sister is a little bit like this. She's so hard left-leaning. But to to her credit, it's like she always – she has really good intentions. Like she always wants to do the right thing. And, whether, and that's just like to be sensitive towards a lot of different people, even if it seems impractical or like sometimes or whatever. But it's just that she doesn't even consider um, – sometimes you can get carried away. Where like a l- I agree with all these people on all these different topics, so it kind of just bleeds into other topics that you don't necessarily agree with, but you are just so caught up with all the other things that you don't like. You can't tell the difference or don't stop to think about it. I think that's a big issue that people have with like Republicans, because I think well, peop- on both sides. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like I think people think that like. Republicans actively want poor people to do bad. And I don't think that's true at all. Possibly some of them do. Some of them, but I don't think the entire group. I think both parties at their core, or at least what they started as, was like, we want everybody to do good. We want to like, do the best by whatever people we represent as possible. And then now it's just morphed into like, we just want our party to like run shit so we can do whatever we want. But like, I don't fucking know. I'm talking to my ass. But don't you want some people to still work at the coffee shops? Do I? Like, someone has to, right? Yeah, you need garbage men and stuff. You need people to do these jobs. I agree. So, to some extent, you can't have everyone a millionaire. That's true, but... That's not my definition of doing good, though. No. I think my definition is more like everybody's represented and like feels like they have a say and is stable or has access to help but that sounds pretty democratic now, doesn't it mm. I don't know fuck yeah I mean I'm pretty left leaning myself but there's like a lot of issues that um, like cause like I'll listen like we talked about before how like, like Steven Crowder and like Ben Shapiro and a lot of these guys that are labeled as more like right leaning. Um, I can appreciate a lot of their ideas. Some of them I'm just like, fucking, you guys are just obnoxious. But a lot of them I'm like, that's a very fair point. Like, you definitely have the right to believe these things. And I'm glad yeah. someone is uh, voicing this side as well. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of where I, because I'm all left on almost every issue, I'm trying to think of one where I'm not. There probably was one at one point. Oh yeah, I think um, I think it should be legal to rape. That's the right thing, right? <laughs> I was gonna soundbite that. Uh oh. <laughs> Oops. Please don't. I have a family. Please don't. <laughs> a little too deadpan on that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that issue. That little tidbit. I don't remember how we're yeah. fucking expressing that. It's an hour 43. Damn. Okay. I'm getting tuckered out. Yeah, I know. 
it's just because it's late. I'm yeah. Late. I wish I didn't start stuff on. I'm glad you came over though. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Thanks for the cookies. Yeah, it's better if I have snacks, huh? Yeah. Lure me with snacks. Yeah, <laughs> spoil you with snacks. Like it just keeps everyone happier. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, we can end her there. All right. So it's pretty solid. Jonah, um, thanks for sticking around, fellas. Jonah, thanks for doing with th- this with me. I think uh, this has been a productive first uh, few episodes. Yeah, I think it's been a good use of our time. Definitely, not only do I learn a lot about you, Jonah, but I learn a lot about myself through these. That's all we can ask, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe everyone listening, the you know the two people out there, right, also feel the same way. They start huh. questioning themselves and those around them a little bit more. Dig a little deeper. Huh. Hug those loved ones. Oh yeah, that's a, that's very cool. It, you know, through my journeys, uh, my very long and wisdom-filled journeys, uh, there's only one thing that's important, and it's to love one another. Mm. And like that sounds corny, but uh, you boil it down, and that's kind of the only reason to even exist is to just spread love. You know, mm. even if nothing matters, those individual. Um, moments between people those matter right. on a very small level even if you're just the most nihilistic mm-hmm. like fuck it all let it all burn when you uh when you stare into someone's eyes that you really love uh-huh. that's nice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those moments also fried chicken's dope yeah i mean let's not shortchange that in any no way. Yeah. that's the thing i mean we talked about this before about like the meaning of life and stuff mm-hmm. and I will come back to it like even if it's worth absolutely nothing and everything is meaningless the feeling of fried chicken in your mouth is so real to me <laughs> <laughs> and you can't take that away from someone and if you have a finite amount of time and you can find a way to just maximize the amount of fried chicken that goes into your body by all means mm. and if you want to look for happiness in other ways in like more quote unquote fulfilling ways be my guest Wow. but no matter what you do there's a way to feel good and there's a way to make others feel good if that's what you're into <laughs> damn you're getting deep shit so that should be a t-shirt fried chicken something about fried chicken eat it <laughs> eat fried chicken eat it before you die I don't want to be a walking billboard I just want to be like you know fried chicken feels good mm. something like that that doesn't sound like an ad FCFG. FCFG. Yeah. Fried cool. ch- maybe that's the name of the podcast. Fried yes. chicken feels good. Fried chicken's all you need. All right. Okay, cool. Okay, bye. Peace out, world. No, we don't play that. Not that one. Uh-oh. Now we're getting. Now it's. You press this maybe one right here. Too. Ready? Uh oh. <laughs> this means it. This is stop recording. Uh oh. And we're just in this limbo mode now where we're still recording. I hate that. Oh, we're going to do mid-sentence.